Content warning, discussions of teacher resignation, profession leaving, despair, depression, disassociation, suicidal ideation. If you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, available 24-7-800-273-8255. As a frequent user of teacher Twitter, I and many others are all seeing the infamous mass resignation wave firsthand. It feels like being on the front line of a societal war. There is a war against education, and I'm afraid that education is losing. We are being attacked on every front, from book burning to CRT to anti-cell. And I'm sure it'll be something new tomorrow after the Mad Lib is completed. Being a teacher nowadays feels like you've been cast as Giles Corey from The Crucible. More weight continues to be added to teachers' plates every day. That last sentence feels like a broken record at this point. I think people who aren't teachers and don't have kids, and the public who does have kids, have completely forgotten that education is very much not back to normal. While I don't think there is learning loss but rather, we are still going through a pandemic that kills as many people as 9-11 did every day, I think there is definitely an emotional loss. As an ex-middle school teacher, I often thought I was teaching kindergarten or first grade. After all, why assess students to see where they should be emotionally and academically when we can shove them along to the next grade? The gap between what is typically associated with grade level and where they are after years of this promote no matter what practice only widens more. And it has the added benefit that we can blame teachers when students don't make multiple school years worth of academic and social progress in a single school year. Too many parents choose to attack teachers and education rather than take accountability for their child's learning. They'll dox a teacher before attending parent-teacher conferences, and refuse to implement any form of parenting at home. More kids than we think largely raise themselves. To an extent, I did. This is the wall we ask teachers to climb. Then, when teachers, particularly new teachers quit, they get asked why they couldn't handle it. They shouldn't have to. Teachers are expected to cure all the ills of society, and as we see from our political battles, our society is very sick. My Twitter at Thedramago1 essentially chronicles my four months as a first-year teacher at a completely disastrous school in a hot mess of a district with a 90% turnover rate. Many people will probably say what qualifies you to write or speak about what teaching is like. But then again, no one is making you read my blog. Free speech and all that. I can clearly see, in detail, my disillusion with my job as my first year enthusiasm shrank from not staying past three years to not staying next year to not staying to next semester to putting in my two weeks notice when one of those weeks would be our week-long Thanksgiving break. Looking back, I don't know why I gave two weeks at all. The potential loss of reference wasn't worth it. The district is, of course, holding on to my teaching license, because of course they are. I recall a particular conversation with a new teacher who had just been hired. She asked me for advice and I was very very honest. So honest it probably came off as be high. Oops. I straight up told her Friday will actually be my last day but I wish you the best of luck. She was excited about joining our family, red flag, and all I could do was feel bad for her. Looking back on the documentation of my disillusion, there is no particular incident that made me instantly decide I would be quitting the most stressful job I've ever had in my entire life, but rather it was my daily experience. I've detailed my experience at my former school in my previous post The Other Side of Patience and as a guest on the podcast Unprofessional Development so if you want the ugly details of the school I taught at, check those out. What I'd like to talk about now, what the main part of this blog is about, is me, after school. Deep Breaths 
I tried my best to never stay at school aside from rehearsal, ex-drama teacher and yes I did receive a stipend for this. I arrived 20 minutes before school and stayed 30 to 40 minutes after school as per contract. I never took home grading that wouldn't take me more than 20 minutes but spent my weekends making sure I was ahead of schedule putting assignments on our learning management system, scheduling emails to be sent during contract time so no one would think I was available on the weekend. Truthfully, I was giving up most of my free time either preparing for school or processing. School. On particularly bad days when hearing screaming, the shouting of slurs, and seeing fights, lockdowns for drug searches, ambulance personnel, emergency evacuation, or any of the other psychological warfare-level stress that comes with teaching at a school that is more prison and crowd control than school got to be too much, I remember driving home in silence. Sometimes I'd be crying during my drive before walking into my living room, sitting on my couch, and just staring and breathing, sometimes until it was time to go to bed. No dinner, no packed lunch for the next day. No household chores. There were days when I didn't have the energy to shower because I could not calm myself down enough from what I had witnessed that day. There were even days I did not get out of my car when I got home for over half an hour, again, trying to catch my breath and remind my mind that I was safe now. And it only got worse. I started disassociating during class. If you don't know what disassociation is, disassociation, as defined by psychology today is the experience of detaching from reality. Dissociation encompasses the feeling of daydreaming or being intensely focused, as well as the distressing experience of being disconnected from reality. In this state, consciousness, identity, memory, and perception are no longer naturally integrated. Dissociation often occurs as a result of stress or trauma. I took mental health days and didn't feel bad for it. I had my groceries delivered regularly and cooked in batches so I had several days worth of meals ready to go. I saw my therapist at least once a month. After a while, it wasn't enough. I didn't want to die, but the thought of spending one more day being abused in every conceivable way made me pray that something that would finally bring me some peace. I am thankful every day that I did not attempt self-harm or suicide. I stopped caring about school, especially after I sent in my resignation. I gave reading comprehension worksheets, drama-related, to my worst class because I was so done trying to manage them. I was out the door as soon as the bell rang. I started taking as much of my things home as possible and finally took apart the beautiful classroom I was so thrilled with when I put it together. I did have positive memories teaching, but they were so few and far between that it was not worth the deep depressive state I was falling into became a rabbit hole with only one exit available before I would be swallowed whole by this monstrous, intense trauma. That exit was resigning. I am not the only teacher with this type of experience that is traumatizing. It wears you down until you have nothing left. I didn't reach out for help because I was so incredibly ashamed that my dream job had quickly become a horrible nightmare. I had absolutely no support at my school. My administration assumed that because I was one of the few traditionally certified teachers, I didn't need support. I, of course, knew what I was doing, even giving classes where I had three ed students, one on the spectrum, two who had been hospitalized for mental health issues within the past six months, one who lost his mother, only for his aunt to reveal he'd been given up to DHS on their drive to school, and so much more I will never know about. That was just one of my classes. I had five. So much trauma. No wonder it manifested like it did. I teach in Oklahoma, where we rank first in the U.S. in the number of people with an A score of at least two, according to a 2017 report from the National Survey of Children's Health. 
I know not all schools are like the school I used to teach at. But I'm not sure if teaching is for me if this is what it robs me of.